It's the Blues Rock Show with Pete Francis and Willie Witten. Welcome to the Blues Rock Show. I'm Pete Francis alongside Willie Witten. Today, our special guest is Leela Baum from The Damn Truth. Leela, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, guys. So you guys did something pretty exciting. You ventured into the live streaming world. You did a live stream concert. How did that go for you? Well, it was definitely an experiment, and that's how we called it. It was a live stream experiment. We, uh, we're a band that absolutely loves our live shows. We love our connection with our audience. And um, it, was, it was really hard, I think, to like make that decision to actually play a live stream. I think we were kind of avoiding it for a very long time. We were doing little, you know, little shows from home, from our living room, but to actually put together a whole live stream concert, we weren't really going to do that and then but we also weren't really going to release a record during the pandemic either so nothing was kind of <laughs> nothing was planned nothing was uh uh you know we have to kind of throw away the rule book and reinvent what's going on and then when we did release the album uh in may it just felt so wrong not to play the songs live we just had to do it for our own selves for our own psyche um so that's why we put together the live stream uh it was uh it was it was incredible it was intense uh we got we uh we, we took uh, the venue was this really old church that has been uh revamped into a recording studio slash uh live space and uh so it was it was really really incredible we got an amazing lighting guy to to hop on board a guy who's a fan as well so he knows the songs kind of inside out and he was really, really able to add some some beautiful touches to, to the show. I had a blast. It was probably the hardest show I've ever done in my life, but I had a blast. <laughs> yeah, I had seen your live stream on Joe Bonamassa's Keeping the Blues Alive stream-a-thon. And that performance really impressed me because you kind of watch some of these live streams and it can be hard to translate that same sort of energy. And I thought you guys did a really good job of, of bringing that energy Knowing that it is so difficult to kind of bring that same sort of energy as in, you know, the, the live setting, does that change your approach at all going into it? Truthfully, um, I don't know, for, like uh, for me, it's always been playing. It's kind of you play for your soul and you play for the one person in the crowd. Like I, we've played many a show where there were five people in the audience and you, I still always made sure to to play as if there were 10,000 because because that's the only way I know how to do it and I, I know it comes across I've seen shows like that where people just don't care they just do what they do you can't you can't you know you're you're there to you're there anyway <laughs> you may as well have fun you may as well give it your all and do everything you can to to make it a memorable experience for yourself and then hopefully it'll translate so, Leela, this experiment, as you guys called it, I thought it was yep. a great way to name it. Uh, it did have, at least to me, seeing some of these other live streams over the pandemic, it had a little bit of an experiment feel. You guys approached it with a format where before each show on the Now or Nowhere album that you went through, there was a little bit of a cameo with the four of you talking, giving a little insight about the song. You didn't go straight through. You included that. I thought it was really cool. How did you guys come up with that idea? Who proposed it? And what do you think having seen the final product? 
Um, well, I think um, I think it was like when it was when we were talking with IO, our production company, they're the film guys. And they were just like, we have to make this a little bit different. We have to, you know, touch it. it it's like we it's like you said, it's an experiment. Everything is everything is turned on its head this year. And we've just got to think outside the box and do something, something real. And we were definitely excited and nervous, you know, to to be all together and to play these songs for the first time. And I think it just happened very organically that the guys set up a mic in that circle like kind of backstage vibe and said why don't you just sit down here and let's chat a little bit just before getting on stage so it was like we was kind of planned but half planned we didn't know we didn't think about it we didn't really think what was going on and what we're gonna say or it just sort of happened oh sorry I'm getting coffee thank you <laughs> and, uh, um, so yeah, so it wasn't really planned and yet it was, so it was kind of, you know, I, we really didn't know what was going on, uh, what we were going to say. And then suddenly they just threw out, why don't you guys just start talking about the songs, you know? And then it just, and then it just rolled and then it flew, it, it, it rolled off our tongues because there was a lot to say about the album and there's a lot to say about each song that was written and the experience that we kind of go through just before playing the song too. So I think it got us excited and it really, uh, it really brought brought the vibe home because the minute we were done and we said we spent 20 minutes in that little circle it was like really there weren't takes of that it was just yeah. whatever <laughs> we spent 20 minutes in that circle and we jumped on stage so i think you can really feel the excitement uh that we were about to you know bust out these songs for the first time you know in succession uh, yeah so I understand you guys have a pretty interesting story about how the band came together. Can you tell us how the band met? <laughs> sure. It all started um, with me traveling uh, through India. I was a hippie wanderer for about, a, I don't know, a good two years. And uh, I met some people who were on their way to a festival in Israel, of all places. And they were just some really cool cats that I was hanging out with. And they were like, hey, why don't you, why don't you come with? So she said, sure, why not? And then I find myself in this, you know, in a beautiful gathering um, by a river, heat of Israel, naked, <laughs> playing my guitar. And, uh, and then this other naked, long-haired beauty sort of sits down next to me and he doesn't say a word because I was just playing uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. I remember that song because it's one of my favorites. I was playing Almost Cut My Hair yes. and he sits down and uh and takes out his guitar which actually he had on his back he was naked with his guitar on his back so it was also a very memorable uh moment in my in, in my foggy brain so he sits down and uh, and starts playing and we didn't utter a word and i just remember looking over and looking over at this guy's fingers and i could not believe like the melodies that were coming out and i had never heard anybody play like him before it was just so so amazing we had a real like real cosmic connection at that moment and we just played music for hours eventually we introduced ourselves and started chatting a little bit too uh but it was mainly music hours and hours and discovering that we loved all the same things and that our our inspirations were very similar and uh and we just we just knew both of us knew that we had to make music together okay so that's a pretty standard story you know most fans <laughs> i'd say start by naked festivals in israel so that's all pretty standard yeah. But yeah. do you have any more interesting <laughs> stories for how you coalesced around the other members of your band? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, that's, you know, right. That that's now that's the way we, we audition anybody new. They have to come in stark naked and show us their stuff. Of course. Very so. standard <laughs> stuff. <Yes. laughs> Industry standard. Sorry, what? Oh, I just said industry standard, you know, that's, oh, yeah, I think it is. So. Absolutely. Yeah. He has to make the cut. For your other guys, <laughs> how did you, how did you fall across them? Was that, is, is organic or is that a little more of a search? Um, well, um, Tom and I ended up going uh, back to Montreal, my hometown, uh, where we decided, well, we're going to try to make music. We're writing in English. Let's, you know, let's go, let's go back to my, uh, we're not going to, you know, end up uh, in Israel or in India or anywhere in the matter. Let's go back home and see if we can make some rock and roll in Montreal. And we, we started looking for like-minded individuals to, to play with. And I'm telling you, it was hard at the time in Montreal, about 10 years ago, there was not much rock and roll, or at least we weren't finding it. You know, there were like the, the kids in our, the kids our age were, we're all into Arcade Fire and into the sort of more indie uh, scene, lots of keyboards or lots of instrumentation. We were, we were hanging out with lots of people playing like, you know, French horns and cellos and it was really awesome, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the rock and roll that we were looking for. So it took a while. Uh, eventually we met um, this guy who was actually uh, like, he was a friend that Tom like auditioned to be like a, a backup uh, player for, and he ended up being, I don't know if you guys know Sam Roberts, really cool Canadian. Yeah, he's here. great. Yeah, he's awesome. So his drummer was the guy who met Tom and he said, well, I've got this other girl who's looking for a backup, uh, a backup singer, a keyboardist, guitar player. So we kind of put us all together as a backing band for this sort of pop act which, you know, lasted for about two, three months. She was on like on a record deal. She had like, we jumped right into like a big much music video production, million dollar worth production that, uh, you know, was kind of fun and exciting, but nothing ever happened with her. Like we did a few rehearsals, but that's how the first incarnation of the band started. Our, our drummer and bass player at the time and me and Tom were all hired uh, to back up this girl. And then within three, four months, the project sort of disappeared but we were all in the room together already so we just kept jamming and that was how the damn truth was born originally so and so that bass player left with us the that, band name yeah it's a, it's a, it was tom because we were it was exactly from that mode of like looking for like-minded people and not finding it and not finding our scene not not only did we have a hard time finding people to play with we also had a hard time getting gigs and getting you know getting booked onto stuff and like rock and roll was just not happening so, you know, there, there's that moment where you sort of think to yourself, so are we doing the right thing? Should we move or should we change or should we adapt? Or, but, you know, we, there, we, we always had to go back to say that we're, rock and roll is, is what keeps us ticking. It's what we love. And we have to make music that we want to listen to. Like, that's, that's the kind of music I want to make. And that's the truth. And that's the damn truth. And that's where it came from. That's, <laughs> that's pretty great. Leela. From the little bit I hear from you guys, and once again, <clears throat> from the experiment that went live a few days back, uh, I got to look at the insides of your band. And the four of you, you seem to be pretty lively and interesting. So Pete and I sort of want to know, um, do you have any good stories from the road you want to share? Because something about your band told us that you guys might have a couple. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, there's a few. <laughs> oh wait, wait, yeah. Well, I can tell you about the first time that we took Py on the road. So Py is our newest addition, uh, which uh, he joined the band just after we released uh, Devilish Folk, our prior album. And so we just released the album where everyone's get you know, ready to go, and our bass player leaves the band. Had he had enough? This was our our prior bass player named David. And so we're looking for a bass player. We're looking for somebody to jump in and like go because the tours were booked everything was ready we were playing it was like the big Oceaga festivals of the summer here in uh, in Quebec um and we we're just like okay we need a bass player so we auditioned a few people and then we were super lucky that this PY kid walks in he got short hair this like he's teeny tiny skinny bloke and he's wearing an ACDC shirt and he just you know he came in knowing all the songs already like prepared and he was just great his his vibe was amazing so we said that's it you're you're in next day basically like 24 hours later we're on the road in the van he's got everything he's owned with him in one little suitcase his passport is he's ready to go and um maybe four hours on to the road we just gas up and suddenly we smell smoke and I'm like what's going on and just as I'm saying guys I smell smoke stop the van so the some people are like pulling over and like you know gesturing get out you know something's going on we jump out of the van the van is in flames absolutely completely engulfed um it was me and the band and our my kid me and Tom's kid who is uh how much at the time he was two two and a half at the time and his and his babysitter and we're jumping out of the van and we're looking at our van burning and we are so lucky that a hockey coach was right behind us he jumps out of his van and all gung-ho goes do you want to save your stuff you want to save your gear and he starts like you know revving up everybody to like pick up lift the trailer that was attached to the van disconnected so that's where all the gear was so we didn't lose any of the gear but the van of course went up in flame but we were managed to take it apart and this was the moment so this was like birth by fire of py joining uh joining the damn truth where he lost everything he owned which is what i was saying there at the that uh, he lost his worldly possessions his passports every bit of clothing he owned everything that he brought with him was gone and he was reborn uh, into this band <laughs> wow yeah the introduction for a young kid well i, I mean yeah. at least yeah. it lets you know what he's getting into i think that's fair yes absolutely absolutely i think you know when we're in your, when we were stranded in that hotel room uh you know without wheels and just a trailer to our name and crying and you know that that if, if that doesn't keep you guys together it'll definitely tear you apart so we um we did the opposite we really got close to each other and uh, we're a family we really are yeah i know you guys are heading to the uk you're going to be doing a tour over there have you guys ever played in the uk before we had one night in london because uh, we did our European tour and uh, it was awesome. It was the first time we'd been over there. That was two, two and a half, maybe three years ago. I don't know. Time is muddled right now. But uh, I think it was about three years ago. We were in Europe having a blast and we were like, but we got to get to London. Like, how can you not play London? We're so close. And the agency that we were with at the time were like, don't go to London. You're going to lose your shirt. There's no reason. You're going to pay so much money in taxes and in trying to cross that border. We're like, we can't, we've got to. So we booked our own, our own gig 
um, like down in downtown London at the O2, which is quite a quite a good venue, and it ended up being one of the best best nights of our tour. People had come, fans that we've made uh, since our like uh, the Yves Saint Laurent campaign that we were on a few years back. We made a lot of fans throughout Europe and throughout like Ireland and Scotland. And people flew into this one night in London. I had friends from Sweden that flew in, people that came in from uh, from other gigs that had seen us in Amsterdam and they wanted to see us in London as well. So it ended up being sold out night it was absolutely off the wall and uh, it was one night we were we spent 24 hours in the UK and ever since we're just dying to go back because it wasn't enough <laughs> so that's the UK uh now we're nowhere is picking up a decent amount of traction do you guys have plans to make it back over the pond stateside so we can hear you oh we can't wait man we cannot wait may these borders be open already so we can you know get the van going i mean it just doesn't make sense for us to get on a plane with all this gear it's way too expensive so we need the van <laughs> we need to we did it with us we need the border open when you say the van you're not talking about the one that went up in flames i'm assuming you guys gone. have since got a new okay <laughs> yes, well, you know, yes with with the intro story in israel and the naked hippie fest i don't know what to expect from you guys <laughs> anything other than the damn truth i think you guys live up to your name uh, you got it, man. Yeah. So got, where can people the, find the, the new album before we let you go? <laughs> uh, Thedamtruth.com is the easiest place and everywhere. Hopefully you can even go to your local record store and if they don't have it, they can get it. Awesome, Leela. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you guys talking to me again.